Hi, I'm Doug. And I'm Yvette. And your search for the next hit podcast is over. Welcome to Search Complete. Hello and welcome to Search Complete, a podcast where we see what the internet has been searching for by taking the first part of a question and seeing what Google thinks we want to know. But before typing it in, we'll guess how it auto-completes and you can play along at home. We can have a good laugh at society's expense, then we'll realise we actually want to know the answers. Our search phrase today is a bit more of an open-ended one, um, so the results could be a bit more varied and the answers a bit more subjective. So the thing we'll be searching today is, should I? Short and sweet. I can imagine a lot of different things coming up for this one. I think a lot of them will be things that people already want to do, but are maybe a bit risky, so they want like to Google to reassure them <laughs> into doing it. Yeah, get some uh, verification from yeah. the most trusted source on the internet, Google. Yeah, well, then someone's like, where the heck did you do that? They're like, Google told me <laughs> to. <laughs> I, gave, I, I asked. Yeah, so one of the things I was thinking is like, should I dye my hair? Like, especially like, should I dye my hair red or purple or kind of a more risky colour that might not suit everyone? So okay. maybe they're looking for sort of advice, and then if their hair looks rubbish, they're like, oh no, Google, why have you forsaken me? What do you think would come up if you searched that? Like, what do you think the top results would be? Probably a lot of, like, Pinterest links of people yeah. who already have dyed their hair and it looks really good on them. But, or really bad. <laughs> or maybe, maybe there'll be a thing about, you know, um, like some sort of blog posts about what sort of skin colour you have and stuff and what funky hair colours might suit you. Do you remember that one time when I wore that bright pink wig to a fancy dress yeah. party and it just looked so awful? <laughs> Imagine if I'd actually dyed my hair that colour. Not good. Not good. Uh, so one I think is, should I ask my girlfriend or boyfriend to marry me? Yeah. Uh, on the, Along the advice front there, I sort mean, of like lifestyle advice. I feel like that is a big decision to <laughs> just get made simply on a Google <laughs> search. Like probably if you're not sure, you shouldn't. But I don't know, I, yeah, I guess... Oh, this is time to tell you that that's exactly what I did. Did you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you're right. You probably, uh, if you're if you're not sure, probably shouldn't. Yeah. So another big decision thing that people might Google is, should I take a gap year? Because mm, yeah, I feel like uni that... is a huge decision, but then also like a gap year can be kind of a big deal because there's like... I feel like a gap year, it's not just like a year off. There's like a lot of pressure to save loads of money and travel the world and get loads of work experience. And then if you take a gap year and then you do go to uni, all your peers are talking about their gap years and then you've got to talk about it in your personal statement. So maybe it's sort of not just saying, should I take a gap year, but also like, what should I do on my gap year? Yeah, you're right. I think that will come up with a lot of good results of people talking about their experiences. And I think people, when searching for that, would expect that to be the result as well. Yeah, like, should I take a gap year? And then you'd expect the results to be like, yes, if your situation is this, yeah. and then this is where you can make the most of it. Uh, I think that's a good one. And I think peop- that's a good question I think people should be asking as well. Yeah. Another one I've got is, should I eat food that's out of date? Or, like, a specific food yeah. that's out of date? Because you're always like, it's one day past, it smells all right. Yeah, I feel like there's certain things you definitely can eat that it's just like a little bit over the day, but then other things, it's just like, stay away, that is some grey-ass meat, do not eat it. Another theme that I thought might be sort of the things that people think they should be doing, like, Mm. should I lose weight, or should I stop drinking, or should I stop eating meat? Yeah, that's one I had, should I become vegan slash vegetarian? Yeah, Yeah, because I think like, those sort sort of things that are generally considered 
unhealthy and then there's a sort of social pressure on everyone that they should do it but if you're or not that overweight or you don't really eat a huge amount of meat anyway it's probably not a change that you really need to make so maybe they're like looking for advice as to whether that's a change that they need um I, another one i had is, is work related is should i ask for a raise or a promotion yeah again i think you'd get results which are genuinely helpful like weighing up the you know, what value do they bring to the company? Have you done this? How long have you been with them? Yeah, and maybe like tips on how best to go about yeah. it as well because you don't want to be like, oh, what up? Pay me more. Yeah. <laughs> You've been with us for two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you agreed to this contract. Why are you asking for yeah. more now? Any other ones from you? Maybe also things that people know that they shouldn't do. Like, should I call my ex? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, or also stuff that people is fun, it's fun, but people just want an excuse to do it. Like, should I do a bungee jump? Yes, I can see that one coming up. I'm not sure it'll be in the top ones, but probably maybe not. further down. But, but yeah, I feel I feel more confident about should I call my ex? There's probably a lot of people there sort of sitting on their own, like, oh, should I should I call them? Maybe I'll just check <laughs> if it's okay on Google. Maybe that's one for your friend, I think, <laughs> instead of Google. Yeah, <laughs> it probably depends on your ex and what the circumstances there were. Okay, right. uh, let's type this in. If, uh, if you're playing along at home, we'd be really interested to see what results you get and what you thought was going to be uh, coming up on this result. So, as always, let's open up that beautiful incognito window. So you can t- tweet us your results at scpodcast underscore UK. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, here uh, we go. Should I... Oh, my goodness. Should I stay or should I go lyrics? <laughs> should I leave my job? That's a, that's a good one. Oh, there's a, a, quite a few X ones. Should I block my ex or should I text him? <laughs> Maybe should I get a fringe is on the breakup one as well. well, well yeah. Should I get a fringe or should I shave my head? Two extremes there. Maybe well, it's like if, if you Google should I get a fringe and then you get it and it's really bad and then the next <laughs> thing you Google is should I just shave my head and just undo all of this. I was not thinking one's the female version, one's the male version. Maybe, yeah. Just the dramatic. I mean, I had to dye my hair so maybe that's a get a fringe and shave my head still a pretty dramatic hair change. Should I get a smart meter? Yeah, home. probably. Probably, good idea. <laughs> Should I upgrade to Catalina? Uh, I think that's a version it's a of Mac. Mac OS, yeah. I think, yeah. I'm, I have a Mac at work and it's just running probably the oldest possible OS because one of my friends at work keeps upgrading her Mac and every time it just gets slower and slower and I've been really put off <laughs> the idea of upgrading it. Should I vote Labour? Um, obviously in the UK we had... Um, a big an, general uh, election big, recently. So I can understand why someone might type that. And also, should I have the flu jab? These, I'm actually really, uh, I think all of these are really good. Apart from that first one, should I stay or should I go lyrics? I mean, that's pretty definitive. <laughs> you can just listen to the song. Maybe um, I actually don't really know the song that well. Are the lyrics really hard to understand? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to have the, give that one a listen after this. I mean, we're not just going to read out all of the lyrics to <laughs> yeah. a song, though, are we? Bonus, bonus at the <laughs> end of the episode. It could be our outro song. Yeah. Right, so we're going to look into some of these and then we'll get back to you with the results. See you guys in a minute. And we are back after having looked up some of the results for Should I? And uh, I think you had a very, uh, you got a strong opinion on one of these. Well, yeah, so I'm going to kick it off with Should I Text Him? 
and when I looked this up the top results were a lot of kind of magazine type articles and some of it was useful and some of the advice was just plain silly and actually wound me up quite a bit at the time. I heard. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to actually just only give advice that, like, only give points that aligns with my own advice and things that I think are sensible. I believe you have a very good taste in men. Yes. I mean, so I should say as a disclaimer, my co-podcaster and I, Doug, have been married for almost three years and I've not really done much of the dating scene, so maybe this magazine advice is effective, so who knows? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> but yeah, so I think texts as like a medium, they can end up being like painstakingly crafted and then subsequently overanalyzed because you don't have to think yeah. on the spot in the same way as when you're speaking in person. Also, sarcasm does not come across very well online. Especially if you don't know the person <laughs> yeah. very well as well. I think it can there can be a lot of pressure to say the exact right thing in a text because people can then, you know, read it back later on, like multiple times yeah. and screenshot it and send it to their friends and it becomes, you know, a whole thing <laughs> and the meaning gets so skewed. Yeah. But I think that texting should actually just be like an extension of how you would communicate in person with someone. Yeah, it's not a bloody CV or a personal statement. Yeah, and I think like your conversation should flow organically in the same way as mm. if you were talking to someone in person. So, you know, for example, if you get your, you know, if you're chatting to someone you've got a crush on, say, and then you get your girl group chat to help you out on every message and, you know, picking it all apart yeah. and adding, you know, words and stuff, it's almost like catfishing in a way. It's not you. Because, yeah, it's, they're not talking to you. They're talking to this, like, weird hydra where each head is one of your different <laughs> friends. So I feel like you should just be yourself on text and not, like, overthink it. And I feel like the fact that this question was a, quite a top search suggests that people are concerned about their texting and should they even do it or should they say. Yeah, definitely. You can understand why people would be concerned about it, though. I mean, you don't... If you did find someone that you really liked, you don't want to mess it up by saying the wrong thing. Yeah, but also, if you meet someone and you talk to them in a genuine way and then they don't like you, you haven't you on, yeah. really lost out. Yeah. Like, you've just sort of I agree. stopped a relationship that's not going to go anywhere, basically. So one of the points in one of these magazines that I thought was pretty good was are you drunk <laughs> so if you are drunk and you're thinking about sending a text to someone you wouldn't normally text or sending a really risky text you probably wouldn't send sober just don't do that yeah and like if you do want to send a risky text or like ask someone out or something it's kind of better to do it when you're sober and then you can like take ownership of it yeah. and then also ownership of like the response as well Maybe phones should have, like, you know, this face unlock. It doesn't unlock your phone if your face is a bit wonky because you're drunk. <laughs> if your eyes are all, like, squinty yeah. and you're wavering a bit, yeah. I, I feel like there might be apps like that where you can, like, lock Maybe. your phone for a certain time. Hey, hey, this is a good one for the AI that reads your text. If you had to send a message and it's like, it looks like you're drunk. Are you sure you want to send this? Yeah. Warning. We have auto-corrected 47 words. <laughs> yeah. Are you drunk? <laughs> Solve this simple puzzle. Yeah, so I thought that was a pretty fair point. And then also, like, have you already texted them? Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes it's fine to, like, double text people or whatever, but if it's someone that you don't regularly message that much, and then you're there like, oh, hey, you up? Oh, hey, how's it going? And you keep sending them loads of messages and they're not replying, you can kind of come off a bit desperate. There's also probably a reason they're not replying. You know, they could be busy. And yeah, stuff. they could be busy. And then if they come back to their phone and it's got like 12 unread messages from you, it's a bit overwhelming and they might be like, oh my. So just text them sensibly. And then also if you went on a date recently, but then you didn't enjoy it that much, like should you text them? 
And I feel like if you go on a date with someone and you really didn't enjoy it, I feel like it's probably fair to just text them and say, like, thanks for coming out with me, but I don't really think that's going to work out. Don't lead the other person on. And also, I'd say, don't blank them either. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, like, I feel like the concept of ghosting just seems so rude. Yeah, it's so rude. It's so rude. Like, I I think it's worse than someone just saying, oh, sorry, I'm not really interested. Yeah. Definitely. And because, you know, you don't know what's, you know, whether something's happened to that person. If it's someone you started to care about and then they just stop talking to you. And then if that happens to you a lot, like if you're kind of dating various people and then they just all stop talking to you, it must be quite a blow to your self-esteem yeah. and you don't know whether to, like, just move on or whether, you know, something's yeah, going just, on. There's no closure in, in any direction. It's like, I guess, having a conversation with someone and then halfway through the conversation it's Walking out the room. Yeah, it just seems Walking out the building. Walking down the road. Also, I feel like the word ghosting for it is maybe not the best. Because I feel like the whole point on that, one of the whole sort of ghost lore is that they come back to finish their unfinished business. Getting full nerd So maybe it's like, when you die, you're going to have to talk to all those people you ghosted (laughs) when you're alive. (laughs) <laughs> that's the that unfinished the business yeah. you've left so yeah probably just let people know if you're not interested yeah so is it a crush that you're thinking of texting if you want to ask someone out and I feel like yeah may as well if you've yeah. got nothing to lose like if it's someone for that for instance that's like a friend who you know really well and then you've recently like discovered that you've got feelings for them you should probably tell them in person rather than just texting them because that would be better yeah because I think Like, people like using their phone because they can kind of hide behind it. But actually, a lot of the time, I feel like you're actually more vulnerable because you can't read that other person's reaction to what you're saying. Like, you can't see their body language or their expression. And it's very personal to say to someone you've known a long time, like, oh, actually, I really got feelings for you. And then if they start reacting badly, you can't really backtrack it on a text because you don't know how they've reacted. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, that's just my opinion. And then also there's this whole thing that some of the magazines were talking about that was just, like, tactical waiting between texts. <laughs> and, like, wow. if someone messages you, you shouldn't reply or even open the message because you don't uh, want to get seen-zoned. Re- the read receipts. I guess the main concern is just that you don't want to come off like you don't have anything going on because that is generally a negative personality trait. Yeah, but I mean, it depends what the conversation is, right? Because if it's a really interesting conversation, it's probably quite frustrating to have to wait several hours for the reply. Yeah, you definitely lose the uh, emotional attachment if there's like too long of a period between each message. Yeah, so another thing I was going to say was about like keeping the conversation going and that you probably shouldn't really text someone unless you actually have something to say. Like, I read this one article where there was this guy who was saying there was no limit to how many times a girl could text him just to say hey in one day. No, as in he didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. Unlimited times. But I feel like if somebody hayed me more than (laughs) once, I would be like, what are you doing? Like, I feel like they had no interest in actually finding out stuff about me. Or they were just, like, extremely boring and had nothing to say. This just sounds like marketing. It's so weird, like... like keeping you top of mind by just, yeah, like, poking like, them every so often. I think it's valid to say hi to people or let you let them know that you're thinking of them. But if you want to keep a conversation going, you should actually, like, ask questions so they've got a specific thing that they should reply with or, yeah. you know, refer back to a past experience or an in-joke if you've got any. Like, if you've been on a date, maybe talk about something you talked about or did on your date... 
And also there's like no pressure to keep your conversations going 24 seven. If someone texts you and it just says, ha ha, there's like nothing to work with. Like you may as well just leave it for a bit. And yeah. then, you know, I think if you really like someone, may probably a lot of things will remind you of them and you'll kind of be like almost looking yeah. for an excuse to text them. So just wait until you've got something to actually say rather than just being like, yeah, lol, ha ha, ha, what are you doing? Just Emoji. saying hey. And Emoji. it's all just noise. Like if you had a face-to-face conversation where people said hey more than once in the middle of a conversation I feel like it would be ridiculous and then finally just like the there was another question that was like should I block my ex and the should I text him was kind of ambiguous anyway because it could be your ex or someone you're thinking of asking out or just any man yeah is it if you're thinking of texting an ex it probably depends on like why you broke up and where you are now Like, and what you want to text them. Because if you need something, like, say you used to live together and then you just broke up and you need to sort something out with a letting agent or you share a pet and you need to take it to the vet or something like that, then, yeah, you definitely should text them. Otherwise, you won't be able to sort things out. But you should just keep your message, like, civil and to the point and not, like, bring sort of emotions (laughs) into it and stuff. Give me my fucking cat. Yeah, and I think one also one of the hardest parts about relationships is that if you're in a relationship with someone, you they're genuinely like generally the first person you talk to about things. Yeah. So one of the hardest parts can be like just not having that person to talk to anymore. So I think if you've recently broken up, you should probably try and avoid texting them. Like you know, just like how was your day and the sort of stuff that you would say. As if you were still together. Yeah, because then you can sort of slip back into that relationship maybe and you need to have sort of distance to focus on yourself and develop new relationships and also just kind of try and get used to like not having that person around anymore and then also like if the relationship ended really badly in or it was like an abusive relationship or they're like still harassing you get out yeah and then or even if you've broken up and it was a valid breakup and you knew that your relationship was never going to work out but then they keep texting you like oh baby i'm so sorry i miss you and you know there's no way you should get back together then you should probably just like block them because i feel like that's just not healthy to have in your life and it's just going to upset you and maybe hold you back as well from moving on and you could always um like after a few weeks or months or however you can unblock them if you're really concerned about you know you realize maybe it was a mistake you can't unblock people after you've blocked them yeah i'd say generally like hopefully you shouldn't need to block your ex like if there is you know like what i was saying a minute ago about if you need to ask them something you know that's important but is like an actual matter not like just a emotional type thing but maybe if you can't stop yourself from talking to them or if they keep harassing you, yeah. then maybe it's a good idea to just block them for a bit. Yeah, so that's uh, my advice on texting. Just be normal. Don't overthink yeah. it. You know, I just had a really good uh, app idea. Oh, yeah? It was if you... So say you break up with someone. There's this app which allows you to give your friends control over what you send to a specific contact, i.e. your ex... So, oh, so what, it sends so you send... your message via your friends yeah, and they can and accept exactly. or decline. Yeah, that's quite good. You heard it here, folks. That's my idea. Don't take <laughs> it. Is that uh, all you've got on should I text or block my Yeah, most, mostly common sense, I think. But um, yeah, let us know if you disagree or have any specific rules of yeah. texting that you always follow. We both are quite out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on from 
leaving something, maybe your ex, to should I leave my job? Mm -hmm. um, there are a number of reasons why you should leave your job. One is you found another job. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> that was, that was kind of obvious. Like if but you already still. were applying for other jobs, that's kind of a good sign that you want to leave your current yeah. job. I mean, to be fair, you can work two jobs. Yeah. But I think top reason is should I leave my job is yes, I found another one that I like better. Yeah. Another one is uh, if your current job is making you unhappy, there are a number of reasons, you know, like the actual work you have to do makes you unhappy. Yeah. Um, the people, I think, is even. Even a bigger part. I think nowadays. the people is a big, a big factor of a job, and it can really affect how much you enjoy it. Because, it you know, it's it's like you're at work, you're not there to socialise. But really, these are people that you spend most of your time yeah. with, and if you don't get on with them, you know, I feel like sometimes if you've got someone who's like a real troublemaker, and that some people just rub people up the wrong way, and yeah. if that's like your boss, and they're really like <laughs> harassing you all the time, then you're not going to enjoy your job. Another reason jobs make you, might make you unhappy is the like work hours, the schedule. Yeah. Like I imagine working nights would probably be quite hard work, even if like yeah. you're a night person, you're just like out of sync with the rest of humanity, pretty much. Mm, it can be probably quite isolating, especially if you're like, if you in a job where you don't really talk to other people as well. Like I don't know if you're a night security guard or something where you're mostly yeah. on your own anyway. I feel like you'd just be constantly alone, and it could get quite depressing. I feel like you'd have to like really have a good schedule like or like an ethic when you're at home to make sure to talk to other people yeah but also i guess to make sure that you slept enough as well because i think it would be tempting to do stuff in the day yeah. whilst you know the shop's open or whatever but then you'd get exhausted because <laughs> you didn't sleep you just yeah. worked and we, we complain about stuff. how like the banks aren't open on the weekends but these people work in night shifts why aren't they open during the night <laughs> yeah uh, another reason that your job might make you unhappy is the commute. Yeah. That I think... I think even, like, nowadays, that's probably quite a big issue for a lot of people because certain big cities are so expensive to live there. Yeah. You've got no choice but to do a really long commute. And I feel like public transport, just speaking from personal experience, is just pretty bad. Yeah, it can be quite exhausting travelling. It's okay if everything goes smoothly yeah. and as you expect, it's okay. Like you've got things you can do on the commute, but when there's like delays, you're unsure if you're even going to make it or you're like, oh, I'm going to make a change now or go a different route. That is a lot of stress that you just don't need. Yeah, especially sometimes. if you can find a job that means you don't have to do yeah. that commute. It can just take so much stress out of your day to day. Yep. Another reason you should leave your job is bad pay. If you're not being paid yeah. what you should. Um, I suppose it, that also relies on you finding a new job because having bad pay is probably yeah. better than having no pay. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Another reason I think it's fair to leave your job is if it's not actually... The job you're in is not furthering your professional development. Yeah. A lot of jobs nowadays I think are quite good at having the infrastructure to help you progress in your career yeah. and through the ranks. But if, you're, if it's dead end, there's probably a good reason to leave your job and find another yeah. one. Another really good reason that you should leave your job is that you're going back to school. You're going to re-educate yourself. Yeah. I think that's perfectly valid. Or at least, like, cut back on your hours. <laughs> or you just straight up want a career change. Yeah. Another valid reason. If you weren't... So you're currently a lab technician, right? Yeah. If you weren't in science, science at all, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, honestly, I've got no idea because I think I'd have to completely retrain because I feel like all of my, like from uni, all my education and experience is in like a scientific field. So I don't know, like, 
I quite like the sort of management side of like running the lab and stuff. So maybe something like that. But then I feel like a lot of a lot of sort of officey jobs, your main resource is people. So they're managing people is obviously <laughs> no, a lot more difficult than just like organizing chemicals and yeah. stuff like that. So I don't really know. Do you need uh, your science background to be able to manage a, a lab? I think it is important. Otherwise, it would be quite difficult. Like you just have no clue what people are talking about half the time. That's true. I need the flim bam boom. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what it would sound like. Yeah, that popular flim bam boom experiment. <laughs> That's when it goes wrong. (laughs) And the final reason I think is actually a good one for leaving your job is that your gut tells you you should leave. I think that your gut tells you a lot more than you realise. When I say gut, I mean just like the feeling, not your actual gut. Like, you're hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Got stomachache, I've got a hand in my resignation. I mean, to be fair, if you're going into your work and you've got a bad stomach every time you go to work, that's yeah. probably a good reason to leave your job. Yeah, I mean, I feel happy. like the gut feeling thing, it probably links back to all the other reasons, but maybe you don't realise it on a conscious level yet, and it's just unconscious, yeah. like, oh, something's not right about this, I don't really like it, but you haven't pinpointed why, maybe? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, actually. I hadn't thought of that. So I've got some advice for you before making the uh, decision to leave your job. I'm not saying you, I'm talking about you, the listener. Everyone in general. (laughs) Everyone. Firstly, you should consider whether the things that you don't like about your current job are permanent or temporary. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to like have a shit week and be like, that's it, I'm leaving. But you really should consider like, is it just, it's the beginning of the year. Yeah. I suppose like if you work in finance, the end of financial year is probably an awful time of year because there's so much to (laughs) do. And so you might think, oh, God, I want to quit. But then the following week after that, it calms down a huge amount. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the top one. Another one is write down the list of pros and cons of your current job. Yeah. You might suddenly realize there's a lot more pros than there are cons. Yeah. You should also, before quitting, look at the other job opportunities around. Plan ahead. Yeah. You know, you might think that your job is bad, but then after doing a job search, you realize that actually this is the best thing for you right now. Yeah, and also I think if you've already done your pros and cons list as well and then you look at other jobs and you think they actually will have similar cons, then it's probably not worth applying because starting a new job is quite difficult because it is a big change and it will take a while to settle in. So if you've still got the same issues, like it's the same commute or the same actual tasks that you found too difficult before, then you probably won't achieve anything. Precisely. You should also make sure to talk with friends and family. It can always be helpful to get a second opinion. Yeah. What I will say is, though, I think it is ultimately your, your decision. You're the one that has to go to that job. So even if your friends and family try, try and convince you otherwise, if at the end of the day you want to leave and get a different job, do it. Yeah. I mean, it's I feel life. like it, it can be difficult. Like, you know, say you've got a job that's really well paid, but you don't like it and you want to quit. Your family yeah. might be like, oh, well, you know, it's such a great salary. It's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. You should stay. But if actually you want to do a completely different career and it might not be so well paid, they would probably just see that. But actually, they don't know what your work looks like. And if it's really stressful, then you probably might want to think about doing something else. Yep. And the final piece of advice I've got is try and leave on good terms with the current employer. Having a good reference is always very handy in finding a new job. Yeah. But also, I think it, it helps to be aware of the issues and maybe uh talk to people at your current job as well about it because if there are issues that they can't fix then i think they would be more accepting of you wanting to leave that's actually true i think a lot of employers are happy to make changes 
to keep you around. Hiring is an expensive yeah. thing for employers to do. And I think as well, like if there's an issue like somebody, like a person on your team is upsetting you and it's likely that that's an issue for multiple people in your job. So they might want to take that to HR and then talk yeah. to this person and see if they've got if they've got an issue that, yeah. that can be sorted um, rather than just everyone carrying on and getting sad and quitting before yeah. there's been a chance to address the issue. Precisely. I think that was a really good point. Final, uh, another tip for you, if you are looking for a new job, the best time to apply for a new job is actually the second half of January and February. Oh, so, so now, get, right now. Get on it. Uh, this is because companies have their budgets and plenty of money set up. Conversely, the end of year is the worst time just because of like illnesses, like mm. the hiring people are actually ill or on holiday and the budget is normally already been spent. So yeah. now is the perfect time. Brilliant. Should I get the flu jab? That's actually a really good question. Should I? I, uh, I think you probably should, actually. And I think I should. Just working in London, there's always a lot of contact going on with the underground. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. So... The flu is the influenza, which is an infectious disease caused by a virus. Mm -hmm. So the symptoms can be like from mild to severe, including like high fever, runny nose, sore throat, muscle and joint pain, headache, coughing and feeling tired. So I think probably a lot of people get a cold and they think they've got the flu. Yeah, but much worse than the cold. It's much worse. And it's I think the main difference is like the fever and the aches. Yeah, I straight up don't think I've ever had the flu. Not good. I don't think I've ever had the flu. I've probably had bad colds, but... Yeah, I'm not sure if I've had it either. So the flu, it it can be really unpleasant, but if you're otherwise healthy, it will usually clear up on its own within about a week. Yeah, so I mean, it will be a pretty rough week, (laughs) but it's not that dangerous if you're generally healthy. Yeah, but... Can I just buy in? I think there's a really good way of telling if you've got the flu or it's just a cold. Oh, yeah? So my mum said, she said, if I was to put a £10 note in the garden outside and you had just a cold you'd go and get it but if you've got the flu you don't care about that 10 pound you're too ill you're staying in bed that's an interesting metric to test it on but yeah i think that makes sense to be fair i never was tested on me this uh, 10 pound note on the floor situation but i just think like visually it's a really good way of yeah saying what's the difference between a cold and the flu yeah yeah, so if you're generally healthy, like the flu is going to be horrible and you probably won't want that £10 note, but for some people it can be much, much worse. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a like a vulnerable group, so if you're aged 65 and over, if you're pregnant, if you've got like an underlying health condition, such as a long-term heart condition or a respiratory disease, mm-hmm. um, or if you've got a weakened immune system, then the flu is going to be actually much worse for you and possibly even fatal. So if you're in any of these high-risk groups, so over 65, pregnant, uh, health condition or weak immune system, then you should definitely get the flu jab because it's just not worth the risk of actually getting flu. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and if you live in the UK, the flu jab is going to be free for you if any of those things apply. Oh, okay. They have, those things have to apply first. Yeah, yeah, so you can go to your GP or like a local clinic and then get your free flu jab. Um, so, for instance, if you've got diabetes, that's another health condition where you can get okay. the flu jab. But anyone can get the flu jab uh, as long as you don't have like an allergy to certain parts of the vaccines and stuff. So if you work somewhere where you come into contact with a lot of vulnerable people... Like, like as a doctor. <laughs> yeah, so if you work in a hospital or maybe like a nursery or a nursing home or something where you're around a lot of people and you could risk passing the flu on to them, yes. it's probably quite a good idea to 
get the flu jab to protect them as well as yeah, to protect yourself. Really um, and I know a lot of companies, like if you work at a hospital, they will run a vaccination clinic for their staff to try and encourage everyone to get vaccine vaccinated. So a lot of vaccines can give you lifelong immunity to a specific disease. Yep. But because uh, the influenza virus evolves so rapidly, it's recommended to get the new va- a new vaccine every year because yeah. it changes. Yeah. Each year, the viruses that are most likely to cause the flu are identified by the World Health Organization, and then they recommend who? Sorry. The World Health Organization. Yeah, who? That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Uh, so they recommend which type of flu virus to, strains to include in the vaccine. Okay. So there are like all these different, like hundreds of different strains or something. And they sort of just like decide which ones are the best, what are like more likely to come up this year. And then they all sort of mix it together. And Yeah. So I don't know, there's research that's kind of constantly going on about it. And I think flu, it tends to be more prevalent in the winter. So like where the, you know, the different hemispheres of the globe have winter yeah. in opposite seasons. So they'll track the flu in the Southern hemisphere winter and then see what strains were prevalent then and then, you know, include that in the vaccine for the Northern, the Northern, hemisphere. Heaven, he- Northern hemisphere winter. Yeah, so the flu vaccine, it's not 100% guaranteed that you'll be flu-free because it is quite an unpredictable virus, but it is the best protection that you can get. And, you know, if you have a higher risk, then it can, like, even if you do get flu, it can mean that your symptoms are milder and shorter-lived. Okay, so it can still yeah. stop you from having a very serious disease or dying, even if it doesn't actually stop you getting the flu. Great. And the vaccine has very few side effects. It's quite well tolerated. So you might get like a bit of a sore arm where you got the injection and maybe a mild fever and like aching muscles, but only for a couple of days. Like yeah. nowhere near on the scale of the actual flu. I guess that's why your body is reacting and producing antibodies. Yeah. So, yeah, in answer to the question, yeah, you probably should get the flu vaccine. You've got nothing to lose, really, and it can prevent you from suffering the flu and protect people around you if you are around vulnerable yeah, individuals. I like, I like that. That's really good. Like, even if for yourself you're, like, not one of these vulnerable groups, where yeah. you're like, it's fine, I'm super healthy, it can still be really good to prevent other people getting it. Yeah, especially if you, you know, live with someone who's over 65 or pregnant or... You know, you work with people yeah. that are vulnerable. It's definitely a good thing to do. I've got a few questions, actually. Hopefully you can answer them. Okay. Do you know, uh, if you're not in one of these groups, how much it costs to get the flu jab? So uh, if you're not eligible, if you're just a sort of healthy adult, mm-hmm. you can pay to have your flu vaccination done privately. And you can get that in like pharmacies or maybe even like supermarkets if they've got a little pharmacy section. Okay. How much do you reckon it costs? I, I think it's 10, 20 quid. Yeah, 20 quid, up to 20 quid. Okay. So it's kind of a bargain, really, yeah. to like not have a flu. I, I think as I get older, like even if I'm not going to be in one of these vulnerable groups, yeah. I would like to do it. Yeah, I mean, especially like with getting the tube and stuff, you're in such an enclosed space with so many people. Very. And <laughs> also like if they might not have all washed their hands and then touched the pole and all this sort of stuff, it's quite, um, you know, an area where the flu could probably spread quite quickly. So, yeah, it's probably worth getting done. So usually they recommend getting the vaccine around, like, October, November time, just before the start of winter. But you can get it at any time during the winter. Okay, thanks very much. So moving on from one smart decision to another, 
Should I get a smart meter? Now I hear you say, what is a smart meter? Smart meters are next gen gas and electricity meters. I feel like everything's called next gen <laughs> nowadays. I'm not sure that's the best description, but it's basically a digital version of the analog ones you find under your sink or cupboards somewhere in the house. Okay. You know, one of those little dial-y things the next to your just water supply. just clicks up through the yeah. numbers and then it's got all those little red numbers on the end and they, exactly. no one knows what they mean. It's just know. a digital version of one of those. <laughs> Uh, and they usually come with a screen that you can put in your kitchen or wherever you want that gives you readings, yeah. such as your running costs, your kilowatt hours, or some other energy metrics that no one actually understands. But that's why the cost one is usually the mm, biggest I one. I think you can get it as an app on some yeah, companies, some of them can't you? Yeah. And uh, the good, one of the good things is they actually use a really secure connection that's set up by the government to be able to relay the readings back to your supplier. Okay. So you pay only for what you use? Exactly. So this, this brings on the benefits, which is you basically get a more accurate reading of your meter. So yeah. that means you can get billed more accurately and you don't have to check it yourself. It can usually be really hard to find those meters or yeah. you get one of those torch lights or something. <laughs> the guy comes <laughs> to check your meter and you're like, uh, okay, um, I've just got to find it. Exactly. You don't have to have this stranger come into your house and yeah, that's good rummage idea. through all your stuff. Some more benefits is to get a better understanding of your usage. Yeah. It's like, we got one, and you're like, oh, I'm sure the washing machine's not that bad. And suddenly it spikes right up. Mm. And it just gives you like this real better understanding of what is going on in your house. You're like, yes, I will turn down the radiator. I will turn off the TV, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I suppose if you are like in a position where you're wanting to make changes, either to like save money or just sort of save energy, it's good to know what changes will actually make a difference. Yeah, exactly. To note, they don't save you any money. You're not going to like get cheaper rates or anything. But if but you you have a better understanding, yeah. Of it. And if you decide that you do want to save money, you can say, "Well, I'll just boil the kettle once this evening, or yeah. you know, something like that, or I'll make sure I turn the TV off standby." I'm quite bad at leaving the TV <laughs> on after I finish watching something. It's kind of crazy how like just like your house passive actually uses up yeah. quite a lot of energy. Uh, and one of the great things is. Your supplier will normally give it to you for free. Yeah. That they, they want to they want to do this system because it benefits them as well as you. Yeah. And I mean I guess if it encourages people to reduce their energy usage, then the company doesn't have to produce as much energy as well. Yeah. So um, all in all, I think there there are pretty much only benefits. What yeah. negatives there may be, uh one of them is the data sharing side of things, like now that it's all the data is being transmitted digitally, that opens up things for either people hacking the data or being able to target you better for mm. marketing. But you said it was very secure connection, right? It's secure connection. So maybe not a hacking thing, but it doesn't stop the energy companies using that data yeah. somewhat nefariously. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they kind of do a lot of their own research as well with it. They maybe, will, yeah. To see, I don't know, what... Because they'll probably need to know when to produce more energy. Like there was a thing about how, you know, uh, when there's an ad break in Coronation Street, yeah. there's a huge spike in the energy demands off the grid because everyone puts the kettle on. Yeah, this is the same thing with the football. Yeah. So they actually, it's not the TVs being on that's the most draining thing. It's the fact that everyone does a, you know, boils their kettle at the same time. I feel like kettles use a surprising amount of energy. Yes. the way <laughs> really they work. Do. Fortunately, it's only over a short period of time. The only other negative really scraping the barrel here is that there could be potential errors. 
Mm. But is it really any different for like human error readings? Yeah. Not I really. suppose sometimes those little numbers, it's like half on one number and half yeah. on the other and you can't quite tell what either of the numbers are and, you know, if it's in the back of some dusty cupboard, you might not yeah. be able to read it that easily. So I think it's a great question that people are, basically, people are asking Google and you can't, although you can't save money directly, it's free to get and should give you a better understanding of your data, yeah. uh, your energy uses. May as well. Would you like a um, lab-related energy fact that I learned the other day? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it. like a fume hood that you use chemicals in to yes, keep you just safe from the fumes? Basically an industrial version of, like, a cooker hood. Yeah. Apparently that uses as much energy as a house, a oh whole my, house. Really? Yeah, apparently they're really high energy oh, uses. Is there an alternative? So we're doing this, like, lab sustainability thing at the moment, and they recommend just, like, turning it off when you're not using it. Okay, it's, like, being a lot more... Um, Aware of when it's on and off. Yeah, although like I think at the moment we're not sure about like the safety of that, in case you sort of leave chemicals in there yeah. and then turn it off. But also just closing the door to the fume hood means it uses less energy because if you like you know how it's got a glass, yeah, glass screen. Front. If you shut it, then it doesn't use as much energy because if it's open, it's like constantly sucking air in. Yeah, okay. So that's a bit of a niche Need fact for you there. Yeah. We talk about all these like saving energy in the home and stuff is the kind of industry where most of the energy goes but yeah. you want a, I want a smart meeting in smart meter inside like Amazon HQ or something yeah. see how much energy they oh, use I just couldn't even get over when I ordered four things in one oh, order yeah. and then they send it to me in four different boxes and they all got delivered at the same time they're normally was, quite good to be honest I just didn't even understand it they were all tiny things yeah. as well it was, that was not very efficient so, in summary for our research for this episode, should I text him? Probably, if you want to and it's going well. <laughs> if it's someone that you're thinking I should not text this person, then don't text them. It's pretty simple. Uh, should I get a smart meter? Yeah, probably. Do Go it. for it. Should I get the flu jab? Yeah, may as well. Don't get the flu. What was the other one? Should, should... I leave my job? Well, that probably depends on what your job is and how much it's getting you down. Probably requires a bit more thought put into yeah, it rather than just sending a text as it's a bit more life-changing. Yeah, but Rewind, go listen to the advice and I think you can make a good decision off of that. So if you've got any thoughts about anything that we've talked about today or if you want to send us in your guesses for what you thought should I would auto-complete as or if you got different search results to us when you put it into your own computer, let us know. Uh, you can send us a screenshot to our Twitter at sepodcast underscore UK or you can email us at searchcompletepodcast at gmail.com Yeah, it would be really interesting to see what you guys have got. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Doug. I'm Yvette. See you next time. Yeah.